Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yow, show number 2134. This week we continue our celebration of the 71st annual Pebble Beach Concorde Elegance. It takes place Sunday, August 21st at the Lodge at Pebble Beach, California. To learn more, go to pebblebeachconcord.net. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in Worcester, Pennsylvania, with a very special guest by the name of Ross Myers. Ross, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am. I'm in first gear and ready, revving it up. Ready to lay some stripes, as they say. Well, before I give you a proper introduction and we talk about a really wonderful life you have, not only in your company and your business, but a fun museum, some incredible cars, and Pebble Beach, Concord, of course, would you share maybe one little thing that maybe people don't know about you that's kind of interesting? Besides cars, I love wooden boots. Wooden boats. Okay, well, you know, that kind of makes sense. Do you live near a lake where you get to go out on wooden boats and enjoy the water? Well, we're uh, fortunate enough to have a home in uh, the Adirondacks in New York, and we're near Lake Placid, and we're lucky enough to have a couple boathouses on that property, and my uh, passion up there is to make sure I've got plenty of wooden boats in them. (laughs) <laughs> well, that sounds like a fun thing to do. You will laugh at this because the first time I went out on an old 50s wooden boat, uh, I took my son, who at the time was very young, I think he was about four years old, with a friend of mine, and he had just acquired this boat, went out in the water, and not too short after that, my son, even at four years old, said, hey, dad, why is there all this uh, water coming in the boat? Well, apparently old boats, old wooden boats need to be water treated in some way i guess so they expand a little bit is that right you have to rest them in the water uh and hold them up for usually a day and let everything all the old planks to swell up so they don't leak yeah that's important don't load them off the trailer and try to get try to go anywhere no, because that thing started bogging down. And basically, I said, look, I've got my three-year-old on this boat. He had a life vest on, of oh, course, boy. but this water's cold. Head for the shore. And uh, we made it to the shore and got off the boat and kind of stood there and scratched our heads. And yeah, we learned that lesson. I, I should have called you first, I think, Ross. <laughs> well, if you come visit me, I promise my wooden boots don't leak. All right. I appreciate that. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to stay dry, though. Ross Myers has had a self-described obsession with automobiles since his childhood in the 1950s. Today, he is well known to vintage auto enthusiasts as a dedicated and discerning collector, the director of Three Dog Garage in Boyertown, Pennsylvania, and as an avid vintage racing competitor. A lifelong Pennsylvanian, Ross is chairman and CEO of Allen Myers Incorporated, a very successful, a heavy civil construction company founded by his father and his grandfather way back in 1939. His father was an active antique and vintage automobile enthusiast, and I think a little bit of that rubbed up on Ross. Ross is the co-founder and board member of the Myers Lawson School of Construction at Virginia Tech and serves on numerous boards 
in the industry and the community. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about the fun that Ross is having in and out of the water. But first, a word from our sponsors. So uh, give them a little love, would you? And we'll be right back. Summer is here, and that means long, hot days. Oh, boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality-made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom-tailored for your vehicle, and their accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection, while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable. They're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, my Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Use the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance, what a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo and provided a reasonable quote. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way. And he invented the Bumby Seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby seat with its patented full-flat design allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand. Convenient side trays hold your car care products, tools, cloths, or a tasty beverage. Built for the toughest driveways and garage tasks, the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface and it makes a great around-the-home adjustable stool for hobbies, yard work, or take it to the car show. The full-flat design makes storage a breeze. Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser, and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumby Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E, Seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience Today, that's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. A fun folding mobile seat design. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you 
and me. Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of Carnuba Wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. So, Ross, we are back. Now, I had a mutual friend of yours on my show yesterday by the name of Chris McAllister, who has a very similar background to you. And he was very excited to hear that you're going to be a guest today. And I understand you and he are good friends. We're uh, great friends. I have the utmost admiration for Chris. He uh, he has incredible uh, taste in cars and uh between you and me, Mark, he's a much better driver than I am. He'll beat me handily any day. <laughs> well, I, I won't say anything to him, but uh, now about 100,000 or so people know about this. But uh, <laughs> but you know what? It's always good to have somebody that's a little better than you to work on improving. At least that was my mom taught me when I was a kid. Hang out with the right people, right? That's, uh, that's always motivation, right? Hang out with the fast guys. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this passion you have for cars. And I'm sure this ties back to your grandfather and your father. You and Chris have somewhat of a similar background in your career paths. But is that where your passion, and especially for Fords, of course, which we're going to talk about with Three Dog Garage, your racing and your collecting. But did this start when you were a kid with your family kind of pushing you into cars? Mark, when I was three years old, uh, my father... Uh, and grandfather ran a very small construction company, and so they were, you know, working 60, 70 hours a week. When my father wasn't working, he was in his garage uh, restoring an old Model T Ford. So if I wanted to hang out with my father, which I did, he was a great guy, uh, I needed to be in a garage. And so <laughs> from, from the age of about three years old, I would, if he was in the garage, I was in the garage, and I would hand him a wrench, uh, a screwdriver, whatever, and just be there with him and watch what he was doing and try to help. Now, I'm sure uh, the car took three years to restore. I'm sure if I would have been in the garage, it probably would have been done in two. <laughs> but uh, you can imagine how that works. Well, you're pretty lucky. That sounds like a, a good thing to me. For me, my dad was playing with a MGTC when I was about that age, and I think it was the okay. same time. And of course, MGs, uh, they tend to break down maybe a little more than Fords, but uh, uh, certainly it's fun to spend time with dad. Let's fast forward, though, into probably your teen years when it seemed like you really got involved with Fords and hot rods. Well, you know, it actually started even earlier than that. A couple things happened to me before I was even 10. One was uh, 77 Sunset Strip came on, and uh, I was allowed to watch one show a week, and that was my show of choice. And it was mainly so I could see that Model T, that cookie Model T, drive up to the to the front of the hotel every, every show. And I just couldn't believe what a cool thing that was. Uh, my father was a purist, so he thought it was blasphemy, but <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And so I would go go to 
the grocery store with my mom, and when most kids wanted candy, I wanted her to buy me a Hot Rod magazine, which I read from cover to cover. On the East Coast, we didn't have anything close to the California car culture, but there were hot rodders. I was lucky enough to have a neighbor that had a body shop with a 32 Ford hot rod. And so I just got the bug real early, and I actually bought my first uh, first car that I wanted to build into a hot rod when I was nine years old. It was a 36 uh, Ford Coupe. Uh, my father wouldn't let me chop it, so I found a roadster when I was 10 and bought a 36 Ford roadster that actually ran. And I uh, fixed that up uh, as a hot rod and drove it to uh, drove it to high school. So I got started uh, really early. Yeah, 10 years old. Well, I want to tell our listeners something kind of fun with that, the influence of that one TV show. I think maybe we should set that role these days for kids, like one TV show and maybe 20 minutes on social media these days, but we won't go down that path. That hot rod that you saw on that TV show, I saw you drive that over the podium at the Pebble Beach Concours. Same car? Same car. Wow. Same car. Dreams do come true. How about that? I mean, that was beyond, (laughs) I, I never even had a dream that big, but it was, you know, probably one of the coolest things I've ever done was to, uh, to buy it, to restore it. Roy Brizio uh, out of San Francisco and his very talented team did all the work. Uh, we took it to Pebble. We won best in class in a very difficult uh, hot rod cover car class. And uh, my wife and my wife Beth and I got to drive it up on the dance floor, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. It was just wonderful. Well, absolutely. And another uh, mutual friend of ours, uh, Bruce Meyer, who uh, suggested that I reach out to you along with the folks at the Pebble Beach Concours said, uh, well, if you think I'm into these things, you should talk to Ross. So uh, you're in good company, my friend. Well, he was the, you know, the father of restoring old hot rods. Uh, Actually, he and Kirk White, and Mm. I knew Kirk, he lived near me. And between the two of them, they, they set me on a path of wow, I could really relive my childhood and have fun and end up with some cool cool things. Wow, so uh, I started, uh, you know, researching old hot rods, collecting old hot rods and restoring old hot rods back to their original provenance. Well, this leads us to Three Dog Garage because this museum is something quite spectacular. And you have an amazing collection of hot rods. And of course, that's appropriate to talking about what's happening on the lawn at Pebble this year because they're going to be celebrating uh, the deuces, but also some muscle car race cars. And you like to get out on the track too, right? Yes. The, uh, uh, you know, again, like I never dreamed in a million years I would own a, the cookie car. I never thought I would have my own three-door garage or museum, so to speak. You know, I just started collecting, like most of us do, and we run out of space. And for me, I had a friend that bought a Boss 302 back in the 70s, and he started going to Shelby events. Pretty soon, he was dragging me to Shelby events and open track days. And I was really enjoying that. And I said, wow, this is really fun. I saved my money up. And in 1985, I bought a 289 Cobra uh, from the original owner. Nice. And, you know, I started taking that to Shelby Meats. And, of course, it was a street car. And I I really didn't want to race it. And I started getting the bug. And before you know it, I ended up with a 
early Trans Am car, and then I bought an R model. Uh, I started racing the R model pretty seriously, and it just kind of evolved since th- since then. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little. Now, can people come and visit your museum, the Three Dog Garage? Absolutely. Uh, Three Dog Garage is open to the public. We have a website where you can uh, sign up, and we we give tours usually on the weekends. And Three Dog Garage is really designed, I, I tried to design it in a way that it wouldn't feel like a car museum, and that's why I call it Three Dog Garage. <laughs> it's just a place to come and hang out and smile and laugh, share stories, and have fun. And I designed it so it would be for the whole family. So I have things like kitty car rides for the kids. I've got uh, simulators, uh, driving racing simulators for the teenagers. I've got special movie star cars for the women that come along with their husband that think they're going to be bored to death. Uh, I've got airplanes hanging from the ceiling. I've got neon signs from the 50s and 60s all over the walls. And I just tried to, I've tried over the years, we've been doing this for about 15 years, and I've tried to make it so if somebody brought their family, uh, everybody would be entertained and everybody would have a great time for a couple hours on a dreary Saturday or after a hard week at work. So that was my intent. And uh, from the smiling faces of people that come and when they leave, uh, just bubbling about how much fun they had. I think uh, my three-dog team led by Chris Liebenberg pulled that off really well. Oh, no kidding. I'll make sure I put links to the three-dog garage. It's a great video you can watch, you you listeners, so you can uh, check this out. If you find yourself in this that part of the country, uh, I think you know it's a great place you should be going because uh, there's some wonderful cars, great fun, and lots of smiles, of course. Let's talk a little bit about the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance because you're bringing – a pretty special car this year, right? Uh, I am, and I'm actually bringing two cars. But, two? Uh, you oh, probably okay. Put, yeah. Now we've got one in the hot rod class and one in the Lincoln class. Well, how fun are you? You know, you need someone to drive one of those on the lawn? Because I'll be there. I'm happy to help I, you out. I, I may. <laughs> I may. I have your phone number now, you know? Yeah, there, there you go. Well, let's talk about, before we talk about the hot rods that's going to be on the lawn, what's this other car you're bringing? Yeah, well, let me say a little bit about Pebble first. If I could, yes. And Pebble, Pebble to me is the most unique car event in the world. You know, unless you've experienced it, you just don't really understand it. So, I anybody that's listening, if you have the opportunity to get to Monterey for Monterey Car Week, enjoy the vintage races, and especially uh, Pebble Beach, you have to do it. It's got to be a, a must-have ticket someday for you. Uh, it's There's just nothing quite like it. On, on that Sunday, the best cars, and more importantly, I think the best car people in the world are all in one spot. And, and it's absolutely magic. It's absolutely magic. It is. I've gone 32 years now. Well, this will be my 32nd year. And many people have said to me, why do you keep going back? I mean, you've already done this. I'm like, well, because every time is something different. It always blows your mind, right? I mean, you, you walk in, you think, been there, done it. And when you leave, you go, I never saw that car before in my life. Yeah, a lot right? of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a list. And and they do such an amazing job of changing the event every year to, to me, it's kind of like the night before is like Christmas Eve, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're a little oh, yeah. kid, you just can't wait to see what's under the tree the next morning. 
Oh, I know. It's is so that much a fair fun. way to think about it? You know, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, it's, it's still a couple of weeks away, and I'm already starting to think that way. You know, how can I sneak in the closet and find find the gifts that are there? But I'm doing it through Cars. Yeah, I get to talk to people like you and Chris and Kim McCullough, who's been on the show this week, Jim Glickenhouse, who's been on the show this week. I mean, all these wonderful people that are so nice to take the time to bring their special cars to Pebble Beach Concours and share them. And it's if you, I know, I know you're going to answer this the same way I think of it, Ross. It's really the people that it brings together, right? Yeah, yeah. When when the pandemic hit and they had to cancel uh, Pebble, and they did the right thing. Yeah, I was most disappointed about not being able to see my friends. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because there's people there that you know. There's people there you see a couple times a year. Uh, there's people there. You, that you only see once a year, but they're still your friends and you look forward to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's amazing. I have friends that live within an hour of me that I only see at Pebble Beach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of the same way and as fortunate I am to talk to so many inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Uh, I end up running into a lot of past guests at the show, which is really fun for me and many people I have on the show. I've never personally met yeah. other than having them on the show. But this, uh, these cars you're bringing to Pebble, let, let's start with the, uh, the Ford. Well, they're both going to be Fords, but the non-hot rod Ford. I want to hear about this car. Sure. Sure. It's a 1932 KB Lincoln uh, Murphy-bodied dual cow phaeton. And what makes this car uh, very rare uh, is it's the only uh, Murphy-bodied dual cow phaeton produced uh, in 1932. Wow. Oh, wow. And if you know a little bit about the Lincoln story, and I'll just, if you if it's okay, I'd like to just share a couple of my history lessons about about Ford. Absolutely. Henry Ford was, above anything else, an unbelievable uh, engineer, whether it be the assembly line or the simplicity of his cars and his engines. But he actually started out as the chief engineer for, for Cadillac before he was with Ford. And at the time, he had hired a young engineer by the name of Henry Leyland. And Ford and Leyland, even back then, did not get along. Not too many people realize that, but uh, Leyland heavily criticized Ford's uh, engine design of the original Cadillac motor, and the two were, let's say, not very good friends. We go 20 years later, Henry Ford's the largest uh, car manufacturer in the world. Leyland declared, started his own car company called Lincoln, uh, amazingly wonderful engineered car, not very attractive for the money. Uh, he went with a Murray body only, and it just was not an attractive car. It ran well, but, but it didn't sell well. And in 1921, he filed for Chapter 11 protection. Ford bought the business in February 1922, and therefore the 100th anniversary of Ford and Lincoln. The story gets even more interesting. Of course, Henry Leyland shows up, now a Ford employee, and it didn't work. It just absolutely... Uh, turned into a Donnybrook, and within a year... A little bit awkward there, wasn't it? Yeah, a little awkward. And uh, within a year, Leyland was gone. Henry appointed, with the, with the board, his son Etzel to take over Lincoln. So a lot of Ford scholars actually wonder, you know, that, you know Ford bought Lincoln. The publicized reason, of course, was 
they wanted to be able to compete with Cadillac and General Motors. Okay, and they didn't have a product that could do that. A lot of Ford historians think the secondary reason and maybe the primary reason was Henry Ford was looking something for something big for Etzel to do because there just wasn't enough room at Ford for Henry and Etzel uh, with the temperaments. Uh, Etzel went over to Lincoln and was perfect for Lincoln because he ha- he was a very good, had a very good artistic mind. Uh, much more than Henry, and w- was into the design of the cars, and that's what Lincoln really needed. Uh, so it was actually a, a great marriage for Ford uh, with Lincoln, and it especially was good for Etzel. Yeah, uh, wow. Things were going along very well. Ford poured a ton of money into Lincoln back in the 20s when they were making a lot of money, and they were really building a good car. Cadillac came along, as you know, in 1930, uh, with the V16. Nobody had ever produced a motor like this before. And of course, it caught the rest of the luxury car industry off guard. Lincoln, Auburn, Pierce, they all hustled to build something comparable, and they all built a 12-cylinder. The 12-cylinder that Ford designed ended up in the Lincoln in 1932 in the Model KB. So it was a very special car. It was a 145 uh, inch wheelbase. It was a, you know, it's a big car. This yes, <laughs> Murphy-bodied Lincoln that I'm bringing to Pebble is actually two inches longer than my 1930 Duesenberg Murphy-bodied. Oh my gosh! Wow. So we all know what a Duesenberg looks like in the present. This car is actually two inches longer. I couldn't believe it. My goodness! But it's it's absolutely, you know, the Murphy body styling. I think is as good as it gets. Lincoln commissioned only five dual cow Phaeton bodies from Murphy in 31. Uh, they, they, they supplied all five. Four went on uh, 1931 Lincolns on the long wheelbase V8 car, and they had one left. And that went on the, one of the first KB chassis. And that's the car that I'm going to be bringing to, uh, to Pebble. So I'm quite excited about it. I've been in this car for well, at least 20 years. Uh, it was owned by a very good friend of mine, dear friend that passed last year, Mark Smith. Oh, yes. And a lot of people on this uh, on this will probably uh, recognize that name. But Mark was a real character in and legend in uh, vintage and especially classic cars. Anyway, Mark bought, had bought this car from Briggs Cunningham. I tried to buy it for at least 15 years. He wouldn't sell it to me. He finally found a car that he had to have, and I caught him at the right time on the right day, and he sold me the uh, Murphy body dual cow. Nice. And I uh, took possession of the car, Took it right to Steve Babinski, who has one of the most remarkable restoration shops, I believe, in the United States, Automotive Restoration out of New Jersey. Steve's restored five cars for me, and they're all wonderful and perfect, and they all run beautifully. At any rate, uh, the next thing we know, we find out that Lincoln is uh, going to be uh, you know, a special featured market pebble this year. And I said to Steve, can we get this car done in a year and take it to Pebble? And and Steve and his team uh, went to work. We were very lucky in the car. Uh, had been restored back in the 50s. 
Uh, it had come out of the Briggs Cunningham collection. Uh, and before that, it was owned by a gentleman in Florida. And the earliest record we can find is about 1954. But this car was very fortunate. I think it was originally a California or Arizona car. When we stripped it to bare metal, it absolutely had no rust at all. I've never seen an early car in that good of shape. I mean, not even in door latches. The chrome was still perfect. I mean, it was just remarkable how well-preserved it was. Uh, So we were very fortunate, and everything was there, and we were able to bring the car back in its uh, original configuration. I always uh, worked very hard to uh, restore cars exactly the way they were when they were first delivered, color-wise and appointments-wise. This car was originally black with a dark green interior, which is very unusual in its day. But I think it's going to uh, show up on the field and look look just just great. Well, I have no doubt. I was up to see the car last week. Uh, of course, there were seven people still working on it feverishly. <laughs> of course, <laughs> some yeah. were underneath uh, assembling tailpipes. Some were two two upholsters uh, inside the car. A couple people wiring and uh, and and an engine guy doing his final. Uh, final tune-up on the car. So they're working feverishly. As I reminded them, we got to load it in two weeks here, boys. And yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they will, and uh, the paint will still be a little tacky, but uh, it looked it looked wonderful. I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited for others to see it also. Well, it's great that you're sharing it. So let's go to the other end and talk about the hot rod, because this year they're celebrating the 32 uh, Deuce. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to have some pretty cool cars on the lawn, including one of yours. I never thought it'd be possible to have one car at Pebble, uh, let alone two. So this yeah. is a brand new experience for me. I'm uh, not sure exactly how to uh, get the vintage racing done and show two cars at pebble but we're gonna we're gonna find out <laughs> yeah so you're gonna be racing as well yeah yeah Whoa. We're, we're gonna be out there three door garage will be in full force out at the historics well you're gonna have a busy time but the great thing about what they've done at the historics this year is they've moved it back a day which frees you up for sunday to be on the lawn right yeah i which is just great which is just great because I, I a lot of times I had to miss one or the other and uh, and that that just isn't good. So tell us about the the car the hot rod you're gonna yeah you're gonna yeah it's a it's a 1932 Roadster and it was the Lee Titus Roadster and Lee Titus was a, a famous hot rodder from Southern California had uh, his own it's called Lee's Speed and Muffler Shop. Mm-hmm. He had a great little speed shop. Built a lot of hot rods. This particular car was on the cover of Hot Rod Magazine in 1959. It's a black 32, full-fendered roadster, red steelies, red upholstery, white top. Probably the coolest part about the car, besides the build quality, was it had a 58 fuel-injected Corvette motor in it, which was unusual for a hot rod in the, in the 50s. And uh, it was quite quite the piece in its day it was much uh much imitated later on but i think it was probably one of the first 32s where they ever put a fuel fuel uh corvette in it the car again was uh completely restored by roy brizio and his talented guys uh and it will uh and it 
actually went to Pomona and won the Bruce Meyer uh, Trophy of Pomona this year for the the best uh, early hot rod, cool. and uh, was asked to come to uh, to Pebble. So we're quite excited to have it on the lawn and let people take a take a look at it. It's a real really neat historic timepiece. Oh, wonderful that you're bringing that car as well. So what are you going to be driving out at the track? Well, the uh, three-dog trailer gets loaded this Saturday. Uh, we're going to be taking a 1970 Trans Am car, the George Fulmer yellow school bus car, the 16 car. Nice. Yeah, and we're going to have two Rouse chassis cars there that, that ran back in the 80s and 90s. The one is a uh, one that they turn a 24-hour in its class, the GTO class, in 1990 and in 1991. Only two, only uh, car to ever win it, win it they turn, they turn a 24-hour two years in a row. And we're also going to be taking uh, the Mercury Mercure f- that's got Pruitt drove from 87, which also won the day in a 24-hour and actually won the uh, Trans Am class that year. Wow. So two neat Roush chassis cars, the uh, former car, and then we're going to be bringing for the Le Mans class, which is a special class this year, we're going to be bringing uh, Celine SR7 that actually raced and placed at Le Mans and went on to win the European uh, GT3 championship that year. My goodness. In 2007. Wow. Ross, you need to figure out how to have more fun in life. Gee, dude. I mean, (laughs) what an incredible treasure trove of history you're bringing to share during the Pebble Beach Concours week. I mean, I want to thank you. I mean, all the participants, everybody that brings cars, but you're bringing some very cool iron. Oh, my gosh. Our our shop, uh, I call it the Three Dog Team, they look forward to Pebble every year. We you know, I bring them out for about 10 days and we do the prehistorics and historics and pebble. And it's pretty much, we do other events during the year, but it's the one that everybody really looks forward to. Uh, it's kind of a great time to just get some really cool stuff loaded on trailers. And it gives my team, the three, three dog, a chance to show the, the uh, artistry and craftsmanship that they uh, produce. We restore preserve and restore all our own race cars. So these are cars that have been done by the three dog. I call it team three dog. And these guys just are amazing. I don't even call them mechanics. I call, I call them a restoration artists, but they're very, very good and take uh, seriously uh, what they do. They live it. And uh, so it's kind of a fun thing to get them out to California and let them uh, enjoy the California life for 10 days. And we have a lot of fun together. Well, it's going to be fabulous. You know, I can't wait to see you, the cars, uh, all the people at Pebble Beach Concours coming up in a few weeks here. Before I let you go today, Ross, could you share maybe uh, parting words of inspiration or wisdom, a success quote or a mantra that might leave our listeners with some uh, inspiration to get out there to California along with you and I and all the other folks and enjoy this adventure? Sure, sure. You know, for me, whether it's business or my hobby or my family, I believe life is about relationships, okay? And I have a rule about relationships that I, that I live and I'll share. And that's that always 
be the first one to offer your hand. Always be the first one there to help. And the relationships that you build over your lifetime, whether they're in business or family or or your hobby, the ones where you were the first one to offer your hand, you're the first one to offer a helping hand uh, to anybody, uh, they're, they're the ones that last. And uh, yes. that's worked for me my entire life. And, you know, I believe I've been blessed because of that. Great, great thing to share with others. And uh, yeah, always be the first one to reach out, offer some help to somebody. If only everybody in the world operated that way, I think things might be a little more calm and, and a little more joyful. I want to remind listeners, you can learn more about Ross and Three Dog Garage at threedog.org, their website. I'll put links on Ross's show notes page. Uh, if you're fortunate enough to get out to the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance this year, uh, you got to watch for these two cars that Ross and his team are bringing. A reminder, this takes place on Sunday, August 21st at the Lodge in Pebble Beach, California. If you want to learn more and get your tickets, go to pebblebeachconcord.net. Ross, thank you for sharing uh, your cars with us. Thank you for being out at Pebble Beach Concord Week. We're going to have so much fun. I can't wait to see you there. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you on the lawn or at the racetrack at the Pebble Beach Concord. See you there. I'll look forward to it, Mark. Thank you. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. We all count on skilled auto technicians to ensure that our families and ourselves are safe on the road. That an airplane will get me safely to my destination. That trucks are moving the stock to shelves of essential parts and things that we need. That's why Tech Force Foundation's slogan is so appropriate. When techs rock, America rolls. I love that. Tech Force is a charity of cars, yeah. And like all charities... They need our support. If you love cars and can relate to the young person's desire to turn their passion into a career, go to techforce.org today and donate or become a volunteer. That's techforce.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!